And uh, if you have your Bibles, go to Second Chronicles. How many are glad for what the Lord is doing? Second Chronicles 15. This is a this is chronicling. The reason it's called Chronicles is because it's it's talking about the reformers. It's 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 a it's a it's a storyline, it's historical narrative. If you were looking for the genre of scripture, there's poetic books, there's apocalyptic books, the poetic books would be Job, Psalms, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, those are poetic books. Then there's historical narrative and then there's didactic. Didactic means teaching, which would be the epistles, Philippians, Ephesians, Titus, first and second Timothy, first and second Thessalonians. That's didactic. That is the teaching. And then there's the apocalyptic books, which would be revelations. The chronicler is historical narrative, and it talks specifically about the temple, but also reformers, people that were change agents, Isaiah, Hezekiah, Josiah, Joash. They were all part of those great reformers through the history and the nation of Israel, they were change agents. Somebody say change. They were making changes. They were reformers. Most of you that know history remember the Reformation era, uh, the, 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 that time of period where great change was made. And so when you read Chronicles, it's about those people who are making those kind of changes. And Asa was one of those. So we pick up this part of the story. I want to give you a little context before I share with you the scripture that the Lord put in my spirit this morning. I want to read the first verse because there's a truth in that before I get to our main verse. In 2 Chronicles 15 and 1, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and Judah and Benjamin. Now this is important. The Lord is with you while you are with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. That's something. I was like, God's not playing. He said, you with me? I got you. I'm with you. You with me? The Lord said, I'm with you. Wherever you go, I'm with you. But he said, there's a caveat. If you're not with me, then I'm not with you. Who's on the Lord's side? Who's on the Lord's side? I was like, God's not playing. He wasn't playing. People say, well, let's just, you know, name it, claim it, grab it, and glab it, whatever. God said, no, no, no. If you don't want to be with me, I ain't going to be with you. He's not a God to be played with. Then he said, this is my, that, that was the appetizer. You can just think on that. Verse 7, this was what the Lord put in my spirit this morning. Be ye strong thereof, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. 
And when Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Oded, the prophet, that's why preaching is so important. He took courage and he put away all the abominable idols out of all the land of Judah and Benjamin and out all of the cities which had taken from Mount Ephraim and renewed the altar of the Lord that was before the porch of the Lord. Verse 7 again. Be strong therefore and let not your hands be weak for your work shall be rewarded. And quite simply the Lord whispered to me tell them that I'm still at work. God's still at work. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, God's still at work. Amen. You may be seated. I felt strongly this morning in in prayer and in supplication before the Lord that God wanted me to remind somebody that's here, even though the promise and the miracle hasn't come to pass exactly like you thought it would unfold, God wanted me to remind you today, be patient in the process because he's still working on it. He's not a God that is unemployed. He's not a God that's uninterested, disengaged, or off in some faraway galaxy or planet somewhere sitting on an ivory throne. I tell somebody today that God is active. God is invested. God is interested in the day-to-day affairs of your life. If the sparrow can fall from the sky and catch God's attention, if the hairs that are on your head are numbered this morning, I tell you of a surety that God is invested. God is active in your life. And just because you haven't seen it come to pass yet in the fruition, I feel somebody in their spirit right now saying, I've been praying about this a long, long time. And I haven't seen the breakthrough. I haven't seen the miracle come to pass just yet. I want to tell you, God is still working on it. Some of you got some family and some love members that are away from the Lord right now. I want to tell you boldly on this Sunday after missions, don't you stop praying. Don't you stop believing. Don't you stop confessing. God is still working on it. I see people that are so close to the breakthrough that God has designed for their life. Throw in the towel. I see people that are just three feet away or one service away or one prayer meeting away or one more season of fasting away. They're so close to the breakthrough and the promise that God has ordained for their life. And I don't know who I'm preaching to on this Sunday morning, but the Lord has sent me to tell you, don't give up now. Don't throw in the towel now. Don't quit the church now. We are closer to the coming of the Lord than we have ever been. 
in all of our life, God is still at work. Raise your hands right now all over this building. Come on, raise your hands to the Lord right now. Somebody say, God's at work. In John chapter 9 and verse 4, Jesus said, I must work the work of him who sent me while it is day. Because the night is coming that no man will be able to work. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that we are living in nighttime right now. With war and what's going on in the Middle East with Israel and Hamas and the country of Palestine. We are in war right now. And it seems like every time you turn on the TV or you look at the internet or you, you look at whatever way you, you communicate with news on the outside, it seems like there's, there's another war, there's another shooting, there's, there's, there's all kinds of things that are constantly bombarding our mind and our attention and our focus and our energy. But I want to tell you also that in the midst of all of this calamity, in the middle of all of these wars and all of the travesties that's going on, I want to tell you, I rise on this occasion to tell you that God is still at work where sin abound. Grace did much more abound. Even though it's nighttime, God is still working in the last days. Somebody shout that and say, God's at work. Do you believe it? It's a day of great opportunities. It's a, great, it's a day of great miracles. A day of great signs. A day, uh, a, a day of great wonders. God is still at work. I saw a, a young couple that just got baptized, I think it was Thursday or Friday. Chris baptized them. They were watching. They connected through Instagram or some one of those technologies. Instagram, are they here right now? Huh? What's their name? Rosa and what? P- Rosa and BJ are watching right now. I'm preaching about you. How are you not here? Come on. I'm preaching about y'all right now. Rosa and BJ. When nobody was around and nobody was looking and there was no choir singing and there was no missions conference going on. On a Thursday or Friday, Chris comes down here and baptizes Rosa and BJ. Y'all don't believe me. I know, I know. I've been, I've been, doing, this, I've been doing this gig for a long time. Y'all got that missions. I don't know why some of y'all are so tired. All y'all did was just come to church. Y'all got that missions conference slump right now. But I'm going to tell you, in the midst of all of that, Juan, God's still at work. God is at work. God doesn't take time off. God doesn't have PTO. 
God doesn't turn his phone off. He works the night shift. And when it gets dark, God's still at work. When it's a good day or a bad day or a sad day, God is still at work. When you're happy or sad or blue or depressed or you're on the mountaintop, ladies and gentlemen, God is still at work. You ought to clap your hands and be excited that he's working. Somebody shout, we know. No. Romans 8, 28, this is an elementary verse. We know all things. Somebody shout that, say all things. All things. Come on, shout that, say all things. All things. Are working. You believe that? It's going to work out. God is using these things to set us up in the end. God is using the wars and the calamity and the strife to get the church ready to go out of here. I told the men yesterday, I want you to hear, Pastor. The world and its systems, it's rigged. It's rigged. It's rigged. And God rigged it. On purpose, it's designed to not make you happy. Y'all not ready for this. Well, if, if I get that career, I'm going to be happy. You won't. Get the best you can get. Get the best education you can get, but it's rigged. Live in the best house you can live in. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not against it. Drive the best car you can drive, but it's never going to make you happy. The system is rigged. And God rigged it so you wouldn't be satisfied with here and now. You would only be satisfied with a new heaven and a new earth. You're not supposed, listen to me, you are not supposed to love this world. You are not supposed to be happy right here God put eternity in our hearts so we would long for another city. I mean, you know it's true. Every time you turn around, oh, this shiny new phone. Lies, lies, lies. Oh, it's, it's built out of titanium. You can drop that one. It works just fine. Oh, it's the toughest material on earth. Who cares? And mine's on airplane mode, by the way. And you get it. Oh, shiny. And in three months, junk. You get that car, smell that. Oh, that smells so good. 
Did you know that's really poisonous? It really is. No, you can, you can Google that when I get done preaching. The new car smell is poisonous. Comes, yeah, yeah, fact check, fact check me. Ladies and gentlemen, why are you so easily deceived? Why do, you, why do you believe all the pundits on social media and you don't believe me? You'll, you'll believe Anderson Cooper or whoever or somebody else on fire. You'll believe them, but you won't believe me and you won't believe the Bible. It's been amazing to me that how people let other people pastor them that ain't even supposed to be pastoring. Ain't got any credentials, ain't got any, any, any credibility, any street creds. Be all but, 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 but. You know what? You're, de- you're too easily deceived. Our culture is too easily deceived by, because you're constantly bombarded with, with a message, hear me, that's contrary to this message. Ladies and gentlemen, let God be true and let every man be a liar. There's only, that's not your truth. There is only one truth and it is the Bible. It's the word of God. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. I'm telling you all, God is still at work. That's the message. God is at work in your diagnosis, in your financial calamity. God is sovereign in the, in the bad things that have come to you. If you're a child of God, you hear me, it's not an accident. God will use it, God will overturn it, or God will undo it. It is not an accident. If you are a child of God and you're walking through a dark season, I want to tell you, it's divinely orchestrated by God. You are not alone. He is still at work. He is. That's hard to accept that God would allow us to go through these kind of things and it be bad. He said all things work together for good. He did not say all things are good. But somehow there's this recycling of bad things. God turns trash into treasure. He does. And I I don't always, I don't see it, Gia, and I don't always like it. I'm not, you know, I'm not sadistic. I I don't like it sometimes. Anybody ever go through something, you just don't like it? You feel like God wasn't fair to you? Come on, don't lie. You just, I just, I didn't get a, that, that just didn't seem right. 
y'all, y'all going to be, don't play the hypocrite up in the church. I'm watching to see who's fidgety. You ever go through something that you just don't like it? You're like, God, why am I going through this? It's because we don't see the end from the beginning. We don't understand that even in the midst of the things, my questions, my uncertainties, even in the middle of what I'm walking through right now, I don't understand it. That's because we don't see things as they are. The Bible says his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Think about it. His ways are higher than my way. I, I'm, I'm living down here at ground level, but God is living up here, and I don't see everything he sees, and I don't understand everything that he's doing, but ultimately, my confession is that God is working this out. And I, I really felt this so strong for the Lord, for me to tell you, tell the people I'm still working on it. I know they hadn't got there. I know they haven't seen the promises that I've made to them, but you reassure them that I'm working on it. And in my time and in my purpose, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but I'm speaking to somebody in the spirit. In my time and in my purpose and in my will, I am going to work this out. Come on, raise your hands right now. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to close here in a minute, but I want this scripture just jumped into my spirit this morning. I was just walking, pacing before the Lord. I was like, I need Lord. If you're, if you're a preacher and you're, you've done this for any amount of time, there's, just, there's times that you just don't, it doesn't come to you completely. It comes to you in parts like today. It's pieces and parts. I want them to get the scripture for me. Exodus 20, 23, Exodus 23, verses 29 through 30. So as I was praying, seeking the Lord early this morning, I was, I, before even full consciousness, I start talking to the Lord. God, what, it, what are you saying to me to say to your people? What, what, how are you directing me to direct your people? I got thousands of sermons. I could have changed the title and preached it and you'd have never known it. You'd have never known. I got thousands of them. I mean, just thousands. And I was like, you know, I just, these, are, these are your people, God. This is your church. I'm their pastor. I don't want to just, just throw out another sermon number 2,612. They need a word from you. I get my word from you, but the people, Revival Church, they need a word from you. Not from me. They need a word from you. And this, it was just quickening my spirit this morning. Exodus 23, 29 through 30. I will not drive them out before you in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little. 
I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. The Lord was saying, I can't give it to you all at once. I can't do it all at once. It'll be too much for you. You can't contain it. You'll take the credit. You'll say, look what I have done. And so the Lord said to me, you tell them that I'm going to do this work little by little. But when I get done, everything I've promised, everything I've told them, all of the blessings that I've spoken over their life, it will come to pass. Come on, raise your hands right now. I tell you, God is still. Come on, raise your hands right now. Come on, raise your hands and talk to the Lord right now. Come on, lift your voice to the Lord. I'm speaking prophetically to somebody. I'm speaking prophetically to somebody that has whispered, why not me, God? Why not now? How long shall I wait? I've given, I've sacrificed, I believed, I prayed, I'm fasting, I'm telling somebody, somebody watching, somebody online, that it's, it's, it's little by little. I'm gonna give you a little bit now and a little bit later, but ultimately I'm gonna give you power and authority to walk into a land that I have promised you, that I have destined for you. I'm gonna do it little by little because I'm still at work. I want you to stand right now and raise your hands to the Lord all over this building. Come on, I want you to talk to the Lord. I'm, I've released the word of the Lord to you. I'm gonna open this altar in just a minute. It's little by little. I'm gonna drive them out. If I did it at one time, it overwhelm you. It overpower you. I, I have to do it little by little. God is still at work. Come on, raise your hands, everybody. You got more than enough time to pray. You got more than enough time to seek the Lord and call on the Lord about that situation that you're walking through. That circumstance that you don't like, that's unfavorable. That family situation, that dynamic. You got enough time today to talk to God about it. Come on, we got to pray, y'all. Come on, I need you to pray. I need you to pray. I'm getting ready to open this altar specifically. This is, we're not playing games this morning. We're serious. It's not, I'm telling you all as clear as God could speak to me. And I don't say that with cavalier or bravado. I say that with humility and sincerity. The Lord wanted me to remind you he's still working on it. Yes, he could do it 
instantly if he wanted to. But there's a process that God is leading us through it all. It's a process. He's working on it. The work is going to be rewarded. I, if you're in this building, I, I want you to listen. There's a, there's a really deep spirit of the Lord that's here, and this is not going to stop it. But you've been, I don't want to say frustrated, but you've had angst. You just, it's this, an angst is like something that's just in your spirit. Because you've, you've done all those things, and you still are in a challenging situation or, or a health challenge or a, I don't know what it is. Everybody, in, let me just say this to you. Everybody in here, everybody, under the sound of my voice and those that are watching right now, everybody in here is going through something. Everybody, everybody. From this pulpit, all there's something we're, that we're going through, that we're walking through, whether that's health, finances, relationally, Everybody you see here, that's why you, you don't need to be so quick to judge people because you don't know what they're walking through. You don't know what it took them just to get to the house of the Lord this morning. Some, some people thought about throwing in the towel and committing suicide and just doing something crazy. That's why you don't judge people. You don't know what it took them to get here. Everybody in this building is going through something. And I feel like the Lord is sent telling me to tell you. He sees you. He knows you. He's aware of you. But He is working on your behalf. And He knows. He knows that in one word, one moment, one service, everything, every burden, every situation you're facing could be gone instantly. God could do it just like that. But for some reason that you will not know for now or in eternity, God is letting you walk through the valley to teach you, I am beside you and I am with you. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though you walk through that valley that is still there in ancient Israel, I am walking beside you and I am still working on this for your ultimate good. If there's anybody in here that you've had this angst toward this situation and it's just you haven't quite had freedom and liberty, I want you to come to the altar. If, you're, if, you, if you don't have anything like that, you don't have to come. We, I just need honest people to come to the altar. I need honest people. I don't need pretend Pentecostals I don't need people that I just need, I want you to come because we're going to we're going to seek the Lord together about this. We're going to call on the name of the Lord together and we're going to confess our faith to the Lord that God even though I don't see it you're working on it. Even though I I don't feel it all the time you're working on this. Come on, raise your hands right now, right now, right now. I, I want you to, as you raise your hands, you're saying, Lord, I know you're working on it.
I cast it to you. I don't know how, I don't know when. I know it's little by little. I know it's day by day. Grace to grace, glory to glory. I don't know how, I don't see how, but I know the word of the Lord is true. God, you're still at work. You are not unemployed. You are not uninterested. Come on, raise your hands. I want you to receive an assurance. I want you to receive confidence. God is involved in my life. In the mess, in the muddy mess. Come on, raise your hands all over this building. Cry out to the Lord. You're at work, God. 